Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. So today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to use your authority, Um, you know, using the authority that God has given us through the name of Jesus, you know, through what Christ did for us in in redemption. And so, you know, this is something that is so important to understand. If you you want to be a victorious Christian that's living in victory, that's, that's walking in all that Christ has for you, this is something that is absolutely vital is to learn how to use our authority. And, you know, for me, this is something you can learn about, but it's really more than that. It's something that we have to put into practice and recognize, you know, when we need to use it. Um, you know, Luke 10, 19, Jesus, Jesus said, I have given you all authority and power to, tr- to trample on serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall in any way harm you. And so this is what Jesus said. He said he's given us all authority that we actually have God's ability on the inside of us to overcome the enemy, to overcome anything in this world that's trying to he, to harm us. He said, nothing shall in any way harm you. And so I want to encourage you, you know, if something tries to harm you, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, Jesus said, I gave you authority. So nothing sh- as a believer and, and we're redeemed, we have to understand that nothing shall by any means harm us. And if something is trying to harm you, that should be an alert to you that it's time to use your authority, to take authority. And so I'm going to give you five practical things that are really necessary to understand. If you're going to use your authority, if you're going to exercise your authority effectively, these are some five things that you have to understand. And so the first one is you must understand that life is spiritual. And this will really help you, you know, if you're a Christian. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we can't over-spiritualize things. But I mean, honestly, I think most people under-spiritualize things. You know, if you're if you're a Christian, it's important that you understand your life is spiritual and that the Bible says, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of this world. And so, you know, there is an enemy. We don't wrestle against people, but if you don't understand that your life is spiritual, then you're just going to try to fix yourself with natural means. You know, like an example would be the spirit of fear. You know, fear and anxiety cannot be dealt with by you reasoning things out in your natural mind, by you trying to counsel yourself through something. You know, I'm not saying that there's not a place for that, but ultimately it's important to understand that things have a spiritual root. You know, you're not just go whatever life doesn't just happen. It's not just like, oh, well, life, this is just the way I am. This is just what life has dealt me. Life is spiritual. And Jesus said, I gave you authority. Uh, He's given us authority. So the first thing is to understand that life is spiritual. Like even the, the Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, right? It says he gave us a spirit of power, love and of a sound mind. So even the, a sound mind is a spirit and you have authority to, to curse the spirit of fear and you have authority to call forth the spirit of a sound mind. You know, the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. So you can't get rid of fear by trying to, you know, whatever, fix it in the natural, do all these things, try to go back to the roots of why you have this fear and all this kind of stuff. The point is, is that fear is a spirit. And in the name of Jesus, we have authority to cast out the spirit of fear by positioning ourselves in the perfect love of God. And so, you know, that's, that's just one example, but 
The main thing is number one, you got to understand that life is spiritual. And number two, you have to under, you have to understand and know your rights through redemption. This is something that changed my life. I mean, I used to just think like, oh, well, like this is just the way that I am. This is just the way that life is, you know, whatever. But when you really understand what what took place in redemption, what Christ has redeemed you from, that's when that's when you're able to use your authority to enforce what belongs to you in Christ. You know, and, and I would encourage you, I'm not gonna read it on today's podcast, but the second half of Deuteronomy 28. Um, it lists all the things that are in the curse of the law. And so it says in Galatians 3.13 that Christ has redeemed us from all the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us. And so everything that's listed in the curse, and it's extremely long. What's interesting is that the curse is actually like much longer than the blessing. The blessing is in the first 15 verses of Deuteronomy 28, and then like 15 through like 68 verse 15 through 68 is like the curse and it's it's pretty long but you know the reason that the, the, the God went through the effort to list everything that's in the curse is so that you would know what doesn't belong to you so that you would be able to clearly recognize hey if I see this in my life this is identified as a curse and that means that I have authority to get this thing out of my life God, God is not going to do it for us Jesus said I gave you the authority Jesus gave us the authority so so and then he gives us his word so that we can know what belongs to us and what doesn't belong to us. You know, just one example of something that's in the curse says plagues of long continuance. So things that you're dealing with for a long time, long standing battles with sin, long standing battles with sickness, long standing battles with with anxiety or fear. Those kinds of things are listed as a curse. You know, I'm not saying you're never going to like face an attack or face something that tries to come against you, but if it stays and it's a continual battle, then that is part of the curse. You know, you don't have to continuously battle depression. You don't have to continuously battle fear. You don't have to continuously battle the same sickness or disease. Christ has redeemed us. And even though those things may try to come, you know, the, the redemption is not just wishful, hopeful thinking. You can actually be free. You can actually live in freedom. You can actually walk in all that Christ has purchased for you. And if it's a plague of long continuance, something that tries to cleave unto you, something that tries to keep coming back onto you, you got to know that that is part of the curse and Christ has redeemed you. And in the name of Jesus, you you have authority to, to open up your mouth and curse that thing out of your life. And so that's, so that's the Second thing, first thing, you got to understand life is spiritual. Second thing, know your rights through Christ. Number three, be righteousness conscious. And so this is huge. You know, if you don't understand what I mean by righteousness, you can, I have a podcast on really on that topic, righteousness, but that's something that is so important to understand. If you are sin conscious, that is going to stop you from using your authority. Because basically, you know, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, that God has disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us. And he made a bold display, an example of them, and he triumphed over them in the cross. And so God has disarmed every every power every form of darkness that was against you they are disarmed but if you're sin conscious 
The devil exercises authority over mankind through sin. So you can't be sin conscious. You have to understand that the blood of Jesus has made you righteous. You know, the the verse right before that in Colossians 2. So how does God disarm the enemy? How does God disarm the powers that are ranged against you? Well, it says in the verse before, it's by canceling out the handwriting or the note of, of demands that was against us. So there, there was a record of your wrongs. There was, there was a list of demands that were against you, ranged against you. But the Bible says that, that it was nailed to the cross, that God has canceled the record of your wrongs. God has canceled that, that, that the law, which was against you, the requirements and the demands of the law have been canceled. So that means that, that, that is blotted out, that before God, you are righteous. And so, you know, you have to understand too, that, that God in the beginning, you know, in Genesis one, when God created man, he gave Adam dominion over all the world. Adam was given dominion and authority, but he lost it when he sinned. When Adam sinned, you know, the Bible says, whoever you obey becomes your master. So when Adam sinned and he obeyed Satan, Satan usurped his dominion and authority. And so when Jesus came, he came to bring us back into, you know, back, he came to redeem us from the, the dominion of sin and give us back the authority that Satan stole through sin. And so you have to understand that your sin nature when, the, when you're born again, the you that had a sin nature died and you became a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It has nothing to do with your, your deeds or your actions or your performance or whatever. A sin nature, the Bible says by one man's disobedience, you became a sinner. So by Adam's one sin, you were constituted a sinner. But by Jesus's one act of obedience, you have now become the righteousness of God. And so you are the righteousness of God. And so when you understand that, you understand that you are dead to sin. The day you were born again, you were dead to sin. And so if you're dead to sin, that means that Satan has no dominion over you, no authority over your life because he only has authority or dominion through sin. That's how he gained dominion over mankind. That's how he exercises dominion over people is through sin. And so when you understand that you are dead to sin, Man, that means that Satan has lost all power over you. That means that you understand that God has disarmed every power that was ranged against you, everything that would try to block your advancement, everything that would try to keep you down in life, everything that would try to keep you defeated. God has disarmed every power that was ranged against you, not by your perfection, not by because you are extra spiritual, but because of the blood of Jesus, because God has washed you so clean by his blood and he has made you the righteousness of God in Christ. And so that's the third thing. You got to know that you are righteous. You got to know that you're dead to sin, that the power of sin has been broken from off of your life. And if you're, if you're not, if you're not part of sin anymore, if your relation to sin has been broken, that means that the devil has no authority over you, that, that your authority has been restored to you through righteousness. And so the fourth thing, so number one, life is spiritual. Number two, you got to know your rights in Christ. Number three, understand that you are righteous. And number four, understand the power that's in the name of Jesus. 
So this is huge because even what's interesting is in that first scripture I read in Luke 10, 19, uh, Jesus, Jesus tells his disciples that, you know, that he's given them authority. They came back all excited and they were like, Jesus, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And so what's cool about this is this was pre-death and resurrection of Jesus. So the disciples, they weren't even, they weren't even constituted righteous yet. They hadn't even yet become the righteousness of God in Christ. So, so they didn't even have that part. Number three, they didn't even have that, but they had the name of Jesus. So the, even the name of Jesus alone is so potent and so powerful that when the enemy hears the name of Jesus all of heaven backs that name. What Christ did on the cross, you know, that scripture I read in Colossians 2.15, God disarmed the enemy. God stripped the devil of all his power and triumphed over them in the cross. So when the enemy hears the name of Jesus, he is reminded of the triumph of the cross. You know, the cross is like something that even took place. It's like outside of time, really. The, the, the cross, the Bible says the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world. So the name of Jesus is even outside of time. The name of Jesus carries the very resurrection power of God. The Bible says that Jesus was actually resurrected because you were justified. So, so, so the name of Jesus carries in it all that power wrapped into the name of Jesus. And so understand that even before, the disciples were truly born again. They even used the name of Jesus and demons were subject to them through that name. There is power in the name of Jesus. And so it's important like I even like I had learned a lot of this and I believed a lot of this, but it's almost like when something comes against you, you forget to actually open up your mouth and use it. You know, I just encourage you, open up your mouth and actually use the name of Jesus. Say it out loud. It's not enough just to like know these things in your heart. You know, put it into practice. The Bible says we have to be doers of the word. You know, so you hear this, you hear about the power of the name of Jesus. Begin to put the name of Jesus on your lips. And that that's how you're going to begin to use that authority and really exercise your authority. And so number five, so number four was know the power of Jesus' name. Number five this is huge too. The Bible says to resist the enemy and he will flee from you. So if you're not, if you're, if he's not fleeing, then you're not resisting, you know, and this is something that like, I, I realized, you know, cause I, I've renewed my mind and I, um, I know what the Bible says. I know who I am in Christ and stuff. So it's easy. Like when, when something tries to come on you, whether it be fear or a spirit of heaviness or some kind of tormenting spirit, you don't, you can't just accept it and say, oh, well, like, I don't know, like, why this is happening or whatever. That's the time to open up your mouth, resist, resist that spirit with your mouth and with your actions. And this literally has set me free. That's why I wanted to share this because this has set me free. Like, I'll, like, if you all of a sudden feel something coming on you, like a spirit of heaviness or a spirit of, of fear or like whatever it is, open up your mouth. Open up your mouth and just say, in the name of Jesus, you foul spirit of heaviness, you foul spirit of confusion, you foul spirit of fear, anxiety, whatever it is, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Get out of my life in Jesus' name. And I've done that before and literally, tangibly felt something leave and like my whole demeanor 
would shift immediately, like make a 180. Like if you, that's, that's why this is so awesome. If you feel some kind of way, don't just sit in it and let yourself feel some kind of way, you know, whatever it is. If you open up your mouth and you curse that thing out of your life, curse that thing at the root, I'm telling you, you will immediately feel a difference, you know, because I'm not saying you don't have to like renew your mind and things like that and deal with that. You do. But, but like for someone who's like a believer and you, you know, the word of God and stuff, if you feel something coming on you, don't just allow yourself to feel some kind of way, you know, resist the devil with your words and resist the devil with your actions, even like symptoms that try to come on your body. You know, we know by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Well, if, if a symptom starts to come on your body, resist those symptoms with your words and with your actions. You know, even a few months ago, I I felt some symptoms try to come on my body. So what did I do? I got up out of bed. I recorded a podcast. I started vacuuming my house. I was resisting that thing. Because if you just let it come on you and, you you know, you have no resistance, then the, the enemy will come and he'll just steal from you. The enemy is always trying to come and steal the word, steal what the progress that you've made in Christ. But the Bible says, hang on, hang on to the progress that you've made and what you've already attained and resist the enemy and he will flee from you. And so when you submit to the word of God, when you submit to Christ, when you submit to the lordship of Jesus, you can resist the enemy by using the name of Jesus, by opening up your mouth, by doing whatever you don't feel like doing. That's usually the thing that you should do. If you don't feel like getting out of bed, if you don't feel like reading your Bible, if you don't feel like praising, but that too, if you feel some kind of way, some kind of heaviness, some kind of depression, whatever, put on like an African Nigerian praise song and just begin to praise, just begin to dance before the Lord, you know, dance until the joy breaks out, you know, just open up your mouth and resist whatever tries to come on you. That's, you know, your portion through Christ is joy. Your portion is peace. Your portion is health. Your portion is the blessing of God. Even, even financially resist financial lack resist debt. You, I mean, at least open up your mouth. Even if you, you know, maybe you have had to take out a student loans or, or loans for your car, loans for a house. Even if you're in that position right now, at least open up your mouth and begin to declare, I will lend to nations and I will never need to borrow. Though my beginning may be small, my latter end shall greatly increase. Though I may, you know, even if you've borrowed right now, you may have debt right now, thank the Lord. Resist debt. Resist poverty. Resist living just paycheck to paycheck. Resist stagnation and begin to thank the Lord that you are blessed. You're empowered to prosper. And when you do that and you use the name of Jesus, that is taking authority over your life. And that pleases God. The, you know, the Bible says that faith pleases God when you believe that he's given you authority, you know, and even too, you're not fighting the devil. The, the Bible says that we're in the good fight of faith. You're fighting to believe that the devil is defeated. You're fighting to believe that the curse is broken from off of your life. Fight to believe that you have authority. Fight to believe that you are blessed. Fight to believe that you will lend to nations. Fight to believe that you are healed. You're in a fight to believe God's word. And I, I'm telling you, as you open up your mouth and you begin to exercise your authority by these five things, I know, man, you're going to live from victory to victory, strength to strength, and glory to glory in Jesus' name.
Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.